it's that it's doing it's it's the it's the thing it's, it's the going thing it's happening it's a doing 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 i don't know what that was it's brilliant is what that was yeah it's our new theme song that's right you better include that you better include that james Weekly Bite Time with Stacy and Devin. The internet tells us that we're a health and wellness podcast, but you won't find any professional advice here. <laughs> That's right. We are just here to share our journeys so that hopefully our failures make you feel better about yours. Uh, Devin, is there a category for just relatable podcasts? I don't know. Probably. Let's be that. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Stacy, <laughs> Devin. It's like we, it's been so long since we've talked. I know, it has been. It's been so long. It's been a whole week. Yeah, it has. <laughs> so many days in between, like seven. Like seven whole days since yeah. the last time we spoke. I know. Hmm. Spoiler alert, we're recording it the same night as the first part of this episode. <laughs> Devin, you're giving away our secrets. Oh, shit. This, I broke the fourth wall. I'm you so did. sorry. You did. <laughs> I am drinking something different, though. I was going to that try to true. put up the illusion. <laughs> like it was a new week. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I ruined no, it's it. Totally I okay. ruined it all. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, what are you drinking, though, Stacey? <gasps> okay, so I am drinking. You remember hop tea that I've talked about in various times? Yes, I have. So I do. They they remember. have come out with with an um, alcoholic drink. No, no, uh. <laughs> no. Um, but. They, uh, so I, when I found this company, I thought it was just going to be these four flavors forever, but they're like constantly making new stuff and it's a Neat. great, yeah. And so, and you can often just get a variety pack and stuff like that. And so they actually made a whole line of just sparkling hop water instead of there was hop no water. tea in it. Hop water. Yeah. I know that doesn't sound does quite as good. It does not sound good. No, but, uh, <laughs> they, uh, they made that where it didn't even have tea in it. It was just sparkling water brewed with hops or whatever but this one is one with tea uh this one is called the my the mile hibiscus one because it has hibiscus tea in it Um, okay that sounds that sounds potentially good yeah it actually is good and it's it actually is pink too from the tea and it has it's a little tart so it's kind of like drinking you know like a i mean i know it's obviously sweet hibiscus but it's like cherry or you know like that kind of tart oh okay okay pomegranate yeah yeah. Yeah, pomegranate would work too yep oh okay i have to do it aside um related to that because uh i mentioned i was homeschooling my kids Mm -hmm. uh and Kess for school is reading freckle juice have you ever read freckle juice no okay that is fine. Uh, <laughs> I apologize for you know, spoilers. You wait, so you're not going to um, you're not going to drive up here and make me watch or listen to read. You're not going to make me read Freckle Juice like you are I, the no. se- secret of nymph or secret whatever. Nymph. No, see, <laughs> nymph. <laughs> nymph. <laughs> Maybe no, that's why okay. I never watched it because I was what? like, I, what is this even about? If there was a secret of nymph, I would be bringing that up to you. Trust me, they would, mm-hmm. it would have be happening tomorrow. Um, <laughs> so, Freckle Juice, okay. Freckle Juice is like yep. a book by Judy Bloom. Okay. Um, and it's it's good. I loved it as a kid, and Cass loves it. But that's what they're reading in school. And basically, TLDR, spoiler alert, um, there's, a, there's a boy in class... 
a boy who goes to school. He has a friend who has lots of freckles. He wants freckles. Another annoying kid in the class pretends that she knows how to give him freckles um, <laughs> and makes him pay her 50 cents for the freckle juice recipe, oh. um, which is not a real recipe. It's just like, put all these things together in your cabinet. Um, and he does, and he drinks and he gets really sick. Oh, no. Uh, and <laughs> he goes back to school, uh, but he doesn't want to give her the satisfaction of, okay. you know, You've you pulled one over on me, so she, yeah. he draws freckles all over his face. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much the story. Uh, it's I mean it's fine. It's it's a fine young kid yeah. story, right? But yeah, um, what they were doing at school was they were trying different types of juices every day as like part of the oh. learning, and I was yeah. like. Oh, well, now she's going to miss out on that. Well, she was sad that she was going to miss out on that. And I was like, yeah. okay, well, I will get us juices. So I got us like <laughs> lots of different types. Um, carrot juice, which they did not like. Um, and <laughs> let's see what else did we do. Mango juice, which they loved. Oh, yeah. Um, we also did pineapple juice, which they loved. But mm-hmm. pomegranate juice, I thought they would love. Yeah. But then they hated it. And then I tasted it. And I was like, oh, no, this is like really tart and like <laughs> kind of sour. Yeah. Hmm, okay. Well, maybe that's why they don't like it. Um, <laughs> so they were not a fan of the they were not a fan of the pomegranate juice. So. No. Well, that's I, like cranberry juice. If you don't drink it with yeah. something, it's too tart. But I love, I think there's like a cranberry grape mix, cran grape mix, and that's really yeah. good. But yeah, yeah, straight up cranberry is oh. But Kai likes cranberry juice straight up. Oh. For, oh, yeah. Like that's like, she'll like, oh, can I have some cranberry juice? And I'll give it to her. And she really likes it. I don't hmm. understand. I don't understand. Yeah. I'm like, I did not put vodka in this for you, child. I don't understand why you like it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but she does. Huh. <laughs> I don't know. She, She'll discover the vodka later. Yeah, uh, probably. And then and then she'll be like, oh, oh my God. This is what she, it was missing. Kai was like, Mom, what's your favorite drink today? And I was like, <laughs> I like water. <laughs> I was like, I like water a lot. And she was like, but you also love coffee, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I like coffee too. And mm-hmm. she was like, and you also like beer. I was like, yes, yes, I like beer. And she was like, and wine. And I was like, yes, child, I like wine too. And she was just like, but which one's your favorite? I was like, ah, I want to know what your favorite is. Yeah. And so I was like, well, fuck, now I can't really lie about it. I'm like, oh, right. wine's my favorite out of all yeah. My children are going to grow up and be like, my mom was an alcoholic. Yeah. My mom's favorite drink is wine. <laughs> she drinks it go, all the time. And they're going to go see their therapist and be like, yeah, my mom, you know, she's <laughs> drinking all the time. There yeah. was a pandemic going on, so I guess we can understand it. But uh, Yeah. Just send a note with her to her therapist and just be like, look, there was a pandemic, okay? <laughs> be like, <laughs> I understand that you need to help my children, and I want you to. But also, don't judge me too harshly because yes. <laughs> remember that they were children between they were like young between the years of 2020 and 2023, um, and yeah. that's uh, that's really all you need to know. Exactly. <sighs> anyway, God. Um, yeah. Speaking of drinks, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, drinking. Oh, you just told me the hot yeah. water. No, what are you drinking? What am I drinking? <laughs> yeah, I'm what are you drinking? drinking? I'm still drinking the same thing. Oh, okay. Um, the Apothic Red Winemaker's yes. Blend. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, and I'm like two, well, three, three 
three Devon glasses in, not <laughs> glass of holdings in. So okay, okay. So you drink so, about almost a glass of wine, <laughs> a proper glass of wine. Because <laughs> time, because okay, yeah. Devon has this these <laughs> tiny little wine glasses. I don't even know where you got them from. <laughs> Uh, and they're probably actually port glasses, but they, <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> they are the tiniest wine glasses I've ever seen. And she pours like, you know, two fingers <laughs> in the wine glass. I do glass. not fill them up because I feel like, oh, if I'm filling them up, then that's just too much. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I have a problem with oh. not drinking too much. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I meant to say there. It's yeah, funny. yeah. Anyway, so today we're going to do our top two, or top two, our part Part two two. in our uh, minimalism series that we started last week. Um, As a quick review, Mm -hmm. we both watched two documentaries, um, Mm -hmm. Minimalism, a documentary about the important things, Mm -hmm. and Less Is Now. Mm -hmm. And we started talking about them last week, but then we went went off on a lot of tangents, and then we were like... Oh, we still have like all of these notes. Well, let's go ahead and talk about them again. Um, so we're gonna pick up where we left off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and right. I'm gonna turn I'm gonna turn it over to Stacy because I know Stacy had a lot of like specific points that she wanted to hit, and I yes. only have like random ideas. So hopefully, these two <laughs> things will marry together very well. Okay. Yeah, so far, it seems like you know we kind of as I've talked about something, you're like, yeah, you know, me too. So yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, just kind of picking on up. So kind of one of the things that they talk about is um, I mentioned that they men- uh, talked about uh, living with intention, like yes. having intention. So one of the things they say in the first one was living deliberately. And Ooh, yes, yes. Yeah, I really like that. And um, also, so kind of in the fir- part one of this, I kind of talked about how I, what I felt like they were grouping everyone in one thing to say, oh, basically, like, you have to live in a tiny appoint- apartment and not have anything to be, you right. know, like, if you <laughs> if you aspire to have a big house, then you're doing it wrong, you know? Right, and right. I will say that for me and James, this house that we just bought when we moved to Maryland is definitely bigger than what two people and a dog should need. Like this house is built for a family. Right, Um, right. But so I would say it's definitely oversized for us. But we really like it because we actually put a lot of thought into our list when we were looking for a house and all the things that were like, we even had columns of here. This is what we handed to our realtor. She probably thought we were crazy. We had a need list. (laughs) a want list and then like a nice to have list so right it was right. a ranking of things and so this house when we came into it it just checked all the boxes and now we've been living in it for two months and what we even though yes again it's this house is too big for us but every room has a purpose like there's no right. wasted space for us in this house and uh even <laughs> we were joking or at first when we were talking about this we were like yeah but we don't use the dining room because you know there's obviously two of us and we just eat at the kitchen bar and um you know this kind of stuff and they were like well every house or most houses have a dining room so you just kind of that's just a wasted room but then <laughs> i realized in the morning I like to sit in the dining room with my planner and I'll drink oh, my coffee and that's yeah. where, like, that's kind of where I have my me time in the morning. Yeah, and yeah. it has a bunch of windows on the side and so the morning sun comes in and, you know, so I was like, no, we even use the dining room. Like, every yeah. single room has a purpose here. So, uh, I think that 
I like the phrase living deliberately because I don't think that it, it doesn't put everybody in the same box. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I Um, agree with that because like, it's really funny. And I think I've mentioned this before, but like one of the things that the closest that Thomas and I ever got to getting divorced was planning this house. And (laughs) I've heard that a lot, actually, that if if you want to get divorced, build a house. Right. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because we were like putting together the floor plans and stuff. And I was just like, we do not need all this space because I was coming from this minimalist background of like, we do the house that we live in. I will go ahead and be open about this is 4,000 square feet. Yeah, that, inc- yeah. that includes the garage, but that is a lot of space. Yeah. And I was like, we don't need this much space. What the hell are we doing? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and we have used every yeah. single inch of that space, especially in the pandemic. So, yeah. you know, this is a comfortable amount of space for me and Thomas to both have our own home offices yep. so we can work from home yep. for the kids to have their own space mm-hmm. uh, and for Ashlyn to live with us, you know? Yeah. So like there is, it is a very, it is a very big house, but it is exactly what we need. So, yeah. you know, it's like, eh, we don't, we don't not use any part of our house. <laughs> like it all gets right. used. Um <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, I understand exactly what you mean by that. Yeah, I think this would be a good, if we can figure out which episode it was, this would be a good time to link in the notes the episode from CPG Gray uh, at the beginning oh, of the pandemic. yeah, all the about, spaces. Yes, and how you should have different spaces for different things. Like, you don't use the same space for multiple, you know, so that would be good if you want to pop that I in I will do that. I, okay. will. I will. I um, will. Because I know that... And it's really interesting because we did a lot of, we've done a lot of work on the house even after we, we, cause initially the basement was like only partially finished. So yeah. we didn't have a floor on it at all. And, um, it was just concrete. And then like, what was it right before the pandemic? I think we put the floor down, uh, or maybe it was during the pandemic. Yeah. I, I think know. you were in the pandemic a little bit. It I don't know why in. I think that, but yeah, <laughs> it's probably, that is probably true. Um, and we put the flooring down and it was like, you know, and then it made it a more finished space. And Thomas built me bookshelves down there. And so it's yeah. like, we use that space. The kids use it as a playroom. We use it as like a, just like kind of catch all room. Mm-hmm. Um, that's probably the least used space in our house. Yeah. But the rest of it is used every single day. Yeah. Now, the one thing I will say, so, and I actually read something recently from, I think one of my, like lifestyle bloggers that I follow mm-hmm. um, about like she does not like open spaces that are used for many things. And she like actually put up walls in her new house oh. so that she could like have stuff sectioned off. But I love it. Like we have yeah. a gigantic room that is like the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the room where everything happens. Yeah. Uh, so there's the kitchen, the dining room and the living room and they're all together, but it's huge. It's like, mm-hmm. It's probably, that area is probably the size of the first house that I ever bought. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I would agree with that. (laughs) Now, that house was only like, I don't know, 800 square feet. But still, um, like, it is that size. And it's perfect because I can, like, cook and the kids can be right there, you know, playing or watching TV or whatever. And then we can have supper and, like, everything is just, it just all flows. And, you know. I really love the fact that we picked that because that's the room we use the most and that is like the center of life in the house. And I feel like because of that, I don't feel insulated from the kids Mm -hmm. ever. Like when we're, when everyone's 
awake, we're all in the same space. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, anyway, all of that to say that I respect your larger house choice. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> yes. I, yes. I also think, speaking of your basement, Dan, I think that'll be really good for when um, Kess and Kai are teenagers. Yes. And they need a space to, they need to kind of get away from mom and dad for, you know, and hang out right. with their friends. Like, you know, that'll be, I think that'll be a really good teenage hangout space, you know? I think so, too. I think so, too. Yeah. Like, I think they'll really end up utilizing that space a lot more as they want to be around us less. Yeah. Yeah. Okay yeah. With, and that could happen. Sooner yeah. than later, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> for the record, I yes. love these guys, but oh my god. Um, yeah, the yeah. only the only downside. Sorry, this is a tangent. We're already <laughs> starting on tangents, and we haven't even started the episode yet. Um, We're in Tangent City. We are in Tangent City. Um, the only <laughs> thing I would say is that um, I wish that for the way that our house is is laid out, my our bedroom the the master bedroom and then the the kids' bedrooms are all on the same level. Yeah. Um. And I really wish that we had changed. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think but so maybe too. we'll just space. We'll just like trade bedrooms with uh, Ashley. Ashley. Yeah. So we can be downstairs because like, I just let is, the kids have the upstairs. Right. Just like yeah. y'all. Just good luck. Yep. Um, because that is the one thing that's a little bit irritating. Um, and also like, cause the living room is on the same space as those bedrooms. And so uh, at night, if we're like watching TV, we yeah. have to like not turn it up so loud cause we're yeah. afraid. Uh, but again, another good reason maybe to use the den more. Um, yeah. so th- I'm sure that things will evolve with time, but anyway. Oh yeah, absolutely. All that to say, as long as things are deliberate and you're using all the space, like I don't necessarily feel like you have to be in a you know 20 foot square house or whatever yes exactly yeah <laughs> although i do love the idea of living in a tiny house or a like, tiny apartment too. i think it would I be so too. fun yeah yeah um but so okay so uh i do but not think... with my kids just for the record no no that would be a after they move out that's the right. empty nester you, yeah kind of thing yeah um so, okay, now, speaking of our big house with all the purpose, um, I also, and I did in the last episode talk about kind of, we are, we lean towards the minimal lifestyle. Not that there's not more things that we could get rid of, but right, we right. do kind of lean towards the minimal lifestyle. But uh, the something that was a really interesting experiment is that, so when I, you know, got this job and I had to move over here and I came over a few weeks before and I had no idea when James would be able to come over with me. And so I literally like just lo- like had to go around my house and think about everything I would need for the next yes. three weeks or whatever, you know, whatever time I could put on it. And loaded that up in my car and came over. And so I lived in an, a hotel for two weeks. And then we lived in a temporary apartment, furnished temporary apartment for four weeks. Right. And in this apartment, you know, it, since it was furnished, but they only give you the bare minimum. So, like, we literally had one pan, we had one pot, we had <laughs> oh my God. four plates, uh, you know, yeah, like, yeah. it was very minimal. But it's amazing, like, that was pretty fine, you know? Like, right, we didn't right. need, it re- made you really realize how many things that you probably don't need, you know? Yes. Um, now, not that we didn't need more than that, because definitely by the time we got our stuff, we were kind of like, oh, gosh, I'm so happy to have some of these things, whatever, you know, various <laughs> exactly. things. Yeah. But it was so interesting. And I actually, so in the second documentary, Less Is Now, mm-hmm. what they, when, um, 
what's his Ryan when Ryan talks about when he kind of switched to the minimalist lifestyle he wanted to do it immediately he didn't want to go over right. like months of decluttering and so they do this thing where him and Josh actually pack up his entire house and right. <laughs> he leaves everything in boxes and just pulls things out as he needs them. Yes. And at the end, I, it was like three weeks, which I think <laughs> since I lived in a temporary apartment for a while for, right. you know, like I said, I think he probably should have went a little longer than four weeks, but whatever. <laughs> um, he only had pulled out 20% of the stuff and 80% were still in the right. boxes and he just got rid of it. And I think, I don't think I would ever do that kind of experiment, but I do think that was really interesting way to do it. And I was right. just like, wow. And um, I kind of mentioned Marie Kondo because <laughs> this is kind yes. of a similar topic. But it is, it is. Yeah. Uh, she would have approved of the um, Ryan style because she says that you should do it all at once in order you need to shock your system into the great feeling of not having clutter because if you do it over time then you don't experience that like refreshing feeling the shock of the refreshing feeling that really makes you commit to the lifestyle right yeah um so yeah so i do think yeah i probably need to get rid of some things but um yeah uh i don't know yeah it's interesting it's really interesting you know you were talking about that i was thinking about and I mentioned this in the last episode about the fact that my mom was very um, into the minimalist lifestyle. Yeah. And one of, but one of the reasons was because she was used to having to move, like she moved, we moved so many times. We moved like every year of my life. Oh um, yeah, that'll do it if you're, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like she just was, she could not, she was, she was a very free spirit. She had a hard time settling down. She's and we she was a gypsy and we moved everywhere and she like i don't know if this is like a rule or like what it was but she would have to like whenever she moved we she never had like um trucks or well sometimes she'd use like my grandparents truck but um but there was never like moving vans we never had moving vans and so it was like whatever she could fit in her car (laughs) wow was what she would keep yeah. And so, like, I bet it was every, a rule that she had for herself. I think so. Like, yeah. every single time she would move, like, when she moved out, um, when I was 12, somewhere around in there, she moved out to New Mexico mm-hmm. for like a year, maybe not even a year. Uh, and when she did that, like, she just took one, obviously, one carload of shit out there. Wow. Um, and then, like, she slept on an air mattress and she, like, uh, you know, just use whatever she had in her car. And then yeah. that was it. Wow. Um, and then she moved back. When she moved back, it was the same stuff. It was just what she could take in a car load. Yeah. Um, and I was with her. So it was like what she could take <laughs> in a car load with a person in the car with her. Yeah. Um, huh. And she did that so many times. And so I guess maybe like if you want to have a minimalist lifestyle, whatever you could pack in your car. <laughs> yeah. It's a good rule of thumb. <laughs> right. That, uh, that'll get you there. Yeah. <laughs> um, Just for the record, we did have to get a moving van whenever we moved her from North Carolina to Oak Ridge. Just for oh, the record. Yeah. Okay. By then, she had accumulated enough stuff. Yeah. <laughs> also, it would kind of get expensive to rebuy furniture all the time. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess she was just living on an air mattress all the time. But, you know, after a while, right. you're like, okay, I at least need, like, a chair. <laughs> yeah. I think that that was, like, what it came down to. Because she had, like, inherited some things from Mugger. And she had, like, oh, okay. a bed. And, you know, yeah. 
like basic furniture. She was like, okay, yeah, I guess I'll yeah, <laughs> I guess I'll bring this along. Yeah, it was, um, it was still a small moving van. Like, yeah, for the record, yeah. but still very minimal. Yeah. Um. So one of the other things they mention in the first documentary is that humans are wired to become dissatisfied, and mm-hmm. I think that is true. Mm-hmm. And I also think that that is something. And maybe that's why, because in the first one, they talk a lot about, and this was my next point, so I'll just bring these two together. But in the first one, they also spend a lot of time talking about meditation and how beneficial it is. I assume that you have a lot to talk about that, because I know you yes. also love meditation. So that my part's very short, and then you can chime in. But okay. Um, so and at first, I was like, okay, because there's this whole, like, I was like, okay, I get it. You know, I'm not, I'm not against meditation anyway but i'm like okay so you're trying to find contentment in the moment which that's good and i was like but what like what does that have to do but then i guess like yeah if you link that with humans are wired to become dissatisfied then you're kind of we rewiring your brain right to, na- to no longer just naturally be dissatisfied this is me rubbing my hands because i have <laughs> so excitement. much to say about this <laughs> okay so is this, well, um, okay, guys, we'll see you at part three next week. <laughs> um, okay, sorry, go ahead. So I think that I've mentioned before that I'm reading a book called Hardwiring Happiness right now. And yes. um, the book talks about like the different ways that the brain is wired and like how you can change it to have a more positive outlook, essentially. Mm-hmm. And But it talks about that because... Our brains, from where we, you know, evolved in in the world, having to, like, deal with these, you know, saber-toothed tigers coming after us or whatever, like, yeah. we are, our brains are wired to focus on the negative because that's what keeps us alive. So yes. if we, no, like... It's not gonna. It's not worth self preservation to like notice how what a beautiful day it is and be yeah. like focused on that. Instead, your brain is hardwired to be like, oh fuck, you know, like that whatever is about to eat me, or I'm about to lose my job, or whatever, because you're trying to survive in the world. But like what meditation does, and what like the book Hardwiring Happiness does, is focus on like. What do you need to do to kind of rewire your brain in such a way that you are focusing on the positive things as opposed to the negative things? And it's interesting that you bring this up and also that this is part of this this discussion because I literally just had a con- uh, conversation with Kess about this today. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Because Kess was going off on how much she hated her sister. Uh, we were having a long discussion about that, and um, and Kess was talking about all these things that Ke- that Kai did that annoyed her. And I was mm-hmm. like, Kess, have you ever stopped to think that maybe <laughs> you focus a lot on negative stuff? And, yeah. And Kess was like, well, that's just because negative stuff always happens to me. Oh. And I'm like, so no positive. You just proved your point. You just, pr- right. she, I mean, she just literally proved your point. Exactly. Okay. No. And I know she this. needs to start, she needs to start a gratitude journal. <laughs> yes. You need to make her do gratitude every day. Well, I do. I am going to try. Like we okay. had this discussion and my thought was like, I need to like point out to her when good things are happening and try to yeah. get her to live in the moment a little bit because she is like that. When I pick her up from school, like she probably had an awesome day, but mm-hmm. what she talks about in the car coming home is, well, so-and-so looked at me funny and so-and-so yelled at me and so-and-so tripped Aww. me and I fell down here and da 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 And I'm just like, 
Number one. (laughs) Yeah. These are very tiny, tiny, tiny problems. Number two, why are these the things that you're focusing on about your day? Like, I know other great things happened. Um, But that's just the way, you know, I think that that's, I, my theory is that the more anxiety that you have, the more likely you are to focus on those things um, or vice versa (laughs) because you focus on those things that makes you more anxious. Yeah. And she is definitely a very anxious kid. Like that is absolutely true. She's always been a high anxiety child. Yeah. Um, And so, but I think that one of the things I'm going to try to work with her on is like stretching her brain in such a way that we're like, Hey, let's focus on the good thing that we're experiencing. (laughs) right now yeah um let's take a moment to just like be in this moment and soak this happiness in because that's what the hardwiring happiness um book talks about but that's what meditation does like you're there and you're like in this moment and you're you know kind of like letting yourself enjoy this moment and be here and be with yourself and be you know and not like focus on all that negative stuff so yeah Yeah. anyway okay that makes sense right um (laughs) So then, okay, so the last point I have here is um, one of the guys, and I didn't write down his name, um, but he mentions, and this is in the second documentary, he Uh mentions um, it's totally okay, or no, well, he, he does say it's okay, but he also says that people should be okay with saying, you know, this is the life I thought I wanted, but um, it's not, and I'm going to start over. And, like, right, I feel like right. a lot of time people think that life is linear or they feel like once they're on a path, they can't change. Mm-hmm. Um, and that – so, and this is actually came up um, – I don't even remember what episode it was. This was a really – not a really long time ago because we've been doing this for a super long time. But um, <laughs> this was probably last year-ish or maybe – oh, I, I bet it was the year – that uh, COVID happened and we did the mid-year resolutions because we were talking about COVID or uh, 2020 like, broke its contract. Yeah, best, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And so what we were talking about was ways to keep your goals and how that uh, you, when you check in, you should be able to pivot. And that yes. a lot of people get stuck on, well, this is my goal, so this is what I have to do. Um, when it's okay to say things have changed. And right, exactly. I, I really liked that idea, and I think that what Ryan and Josh have done is obviously a big life pivot because they both were climbing the corporate ladder, and they both were what they thought were successful, and, you know, then their life kind of fell apart. One of them got a, had a divorce, and his mom died, and then uh, that was Josh, and then Ryan got let go because his position got eliminated suddenly, right. and the whole life came crashing down kind of thing. And so then it was like... Um, you know, they kind of said like, hey, this isn't climbing this corporate ladder isn't making me even happier, even though I've achieved these things. Um, And, you know, you can think of yourself as, well, I'm a corporate guy, you know, or whatever. Um, Right. And so I really like this idea. Of course, I think it is hard. It's easier said than done because in our society, you, you, you build to something. So your entire, like pretty much starting in high school, as early as high school, you are building towards a career of something. Like right. you usually have some sort of internships or you start doing little elective things that kind of relate to what you want to do. Well, in our society, like your your identity is so caught up in like what you do for a living. Yes. Too. Yeah. 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 And the um, 
then you go to college, obviously, and you usually specialize in a thing, Mm -hmm. even if that thing isn't what you end up doing, you know, like (coughs) English, you know, whatever. But (laughs) you uh, do that. But yes. Yeah, exactly. So then, you know, you you get a big um, or you get a job and then like it's hard to start over because you've done all this training and background and blah, blah, blah. And, (laughs) you know, that kind of stuff. And so (coughs) you spend 14 years in the same place and then you're like, (laughs) right. Right, you know, yeah. something like that, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think that, uh, that, I don't know, I just think that was a really good idea of, hey, it's okay to say this is this is the life I thought I wanted, but right. it's not for me and I'm going to start over. And I just, right. I just love that idea. That definitely resonated with me. I mean, you know what I'm struggling with right now. Yeah, so yeah, that yeah. was, I was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I yes. needed to hear this right now in this my, right. in my life. That may yeah. have been a good thing for me to listen to. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. And I think you were talking also about like how Josh and Ryan specifically came to the places that they did. And that was like, something that I've made a note of too, Mm -hmm. because one of the things that I was really, um, I guess, intrigued by, and I don't think, obviously I do not think this is true of like all minimalists. Like I don't think that you would go and like find the background of all minimalists and it would all, they would all have the same background. But for Ryan and Josh, it was interesting to me that both of them were adult children of alcoholics, essentially. Like their parent or their moms or whatever, like, they had childhood trauma that yes. they shared. And um, one of the, like my mom, my mom specifically was not an alcoholic, but she, uh, she was an addict and, or recovering addict or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my family was definitely a family that had dealt with years of alcoholism. Okay. And so, it's interesting because one of the first things I learned in therapy was, I think I read a book about adult children of alcoholics um, and like what, how you cope with that. Oh. And some of the common traits are like isolation, approval seeking, low self-esteem, fear of abandonment, victim perspective, fear of authority. Um, and, you know, a lot of the people who I was friends with growing up had similar backgrounds or similar families with similar characteristics. So like okay. part of the reason I think why we all bonded in like high school and like early college was because we were all dealing with a lot of the same trauma, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I found it really interesting that these two people who have been so pivotal to this minimalist movement, or at least enough to like create documentaries about it, um, yeah. came from a similar background than that. So yeah. I, did, I did also want to say something about that. Yeah, and I almost wonder if it has something to do, like in that case in particular, they're drawn to the minimalist lifestyle because coming up in that childhood, their life was probably pretty chaotic. Right, yes, um, exactly, exactly. And, yeah, there's this lady that I work with and she was telling me a story one day about how um, she's had a very hard life, like her, mm-hmm. you know, dad left them and then or her dad's not in the, no her dad's not in the picture her mom abandoned them she's the caretaker for a younger brother you know it's oh, like all man. these things yeah yeah it's a really and, and like i think she got pregnant when she was really young so she's also dealing with that um and so just a whole bunch of stuff and she said that she's so conditioned to for bad things to happen that when things are going right it makes her more anxious yes! yeah yeah 
because she feels she's waiting for the other shoe to drop you know like she's, always yes absolutely 100% like if things are going good in my life I'm looking up and waiting for that anvil to hit yeah. me in the head yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah and so I can see how if you well obviously in her case she wants the chaos because that's more comforting but if right. you can get past that probably with therapy uh, if you could get <laughs> yes. past that and get to the minimalist lifestyle your life would be so less chaotic because right. there's just not as much so you know hopefully you would find comfort in that you know yeah and i think that that is i mean i, I think that you're right about that because there's a, if there's a lot less to deal with then it makes it a lot easier to like exist and yeah i think that it you know now this is something i'm putting together as we're talking which is like oh maybe that's what my mom was <laughs> Yeah. So into the minimalist lifestyle because yeah, she was so traumatized by like the sexual abuse and stuff that happened to her. Yeah. So like that's, hmm, I don't know. That's interesting. Interesting. Yes. Yes. Uh, Okay. So that was all the points, random points. And so um, I don't know if you, if there was anything that you still wanted to touch on that we didn't kind of overlap in. The only thing I wanted to touch on was in the first documentary, um, they talked about, uh, or they they did interview different people. And one of the things that I loved about it was at the time, and it was like, it was before I saw the documentary. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember when I started following these people now, honestly, in my life. But um, I had started at some point in like the early 2010s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, following some minimalist blogs. And so it was uh, the people who I had started following were people who were in that documentary. And that was really cool. And so a few, oh. of, those, a few of those people were Leo Babuda. I don't know if yes. I'm saying his last name right, but he's the guy who does Zen Habits. Yeah. Um, and I know that you and I have talked a lot about Zen Habits, especially yes. like like when we were still together and doing stuff. Yeah. Uh, we were we would talk a lot about, because I think that's why we did the vegan challenge, right? Was that was, I, that that's was what like, I was thinking. I was yeah. just thinking that came from there, right? I think so. I think yeah. so. But uh, he's really, he's, I really love his style and the fact that he's, he's very concise and very like to the point. And so if you read his blogs, it's, it's not a whole bunch of flowery stuff that you don't need to know. It's yes. like, this is what, this is what I do. This is how, why it works. Yeah. Done. Um, right. And so that's kind of nice. Uh, but he does talk a lot about, you know, like ways to, build habits healthy habits for yourself Mm -hmm. um and he does follow a minimalist lifestyle and he has like five kids i think i think it's six six. kids that's right so like he's you know (laughs) i am one of those people who i can look at like josh and uh uh ryan and be like whatever man you guys don't have any fucking kids you're not married like your lives are great you don't have to worry about any of this shit Um, but then like Leo speaks to me where he's like, you have six kids. (laughs) I'm going to listen to you. (laughs) What do you have to say about minimalism? You know? Uh, so I really like his blog. I highly recommend it. And then, uh, a couple other people that they talked to who I had followed as well was Joshua Becker. So he does a blog called becoming minimalist. Um, and he's written a few books too. He's interesting. 
I really like his his take. He also is a father and he has children. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's very much like, you know, your minimalist lifestyle has to fit you. So, you know, it's not like a specific, you know, you don't, you don't have to like, you have to get rid of what percentage of stuff. Like, no, you need to figure out what works for you and your family. But at the end of the day, it's, hey, I'm putting me, my family and myself first and stuff is secondary. Um, and so I really like his blog. It's interesting because, as I'm sure I've mentioned before in this podcast, I am not a Christian. Um, he's actually a preacher. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but his stuff about minimalism is, I think, accessible enough that you would not feel, like I never feel when I read his stuff that like, I'm being preached to or like it's too churchy or anything like that. Like he's kept that part of his life separate from his minimalist stuff. Um, So I think it's, it's also still a really good read. And he's also good about connecting you with other like really great minimalist writers out there. Mm -hmm. Um, So I would recommend him as well. And then finally, and I know we may talk about this more later, um, Courtney Carver, um, is the person who came up, the lady who came up with the Project 333 idea. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Like the fashion, you know, like only yeah. wear 33 items for three months. Is that yes. the 333? So, yes. but she also uh, has a blog called Be More With Less and she's written a couple of books, yes. one of which I've read, I think. Um, and so it's also good from her perspective as someone with like a an illness and someone who is, who has children and is married and stuff like that. And, and also just like, you know, a, a non, you know, cis white male perspective. It's kind of nice <laughs> right? to yeah. have that voice in there too. So I recommend her too for that reason. But it was cool to for them to all have a little bit of airtime. Mm-hmm. I, re- I wish that they'd had a little bit more. Yeah. It would have been nice to see like, like I know, I think, a little bit about like the story behind what brought Leo to to minimalism and what brought Josh to minimalism, mm-hmm. but it would have been nice for them to be able to tell those stories on the documentary too. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I did. I was looking up that book of that girl, the Courtney Carver lady, in um, yes on Amazon, and the reviews were just glowing about how it's way more. Oh no, that that's her blog. The uh, project I forgot what the book's called for specifically about the project three three three. I don't think yeah. it's called Project three three three. But anyway, I can't remember. But it is. Yeah, she does have a book related to that. Yeah, too. and uh, everybody, all the reviews were like, "This book is so much more than just about clothes and mm-hmm. blah blah blah." So apparently, it's just a really good read for life in general, not just about the getting rid of stuff or you know the different outfits. You know, right. But, and that's yeah. not even what I read by her. I cannot remember what it was. Oh. <laughs> I'm look it up now. Yeah. Um, but she read, I think she wrote something else. And now I'm going to look at my, search my Kindle. Because I, yeah. uh, I totally did, like, buy it on Kindle or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. And be like, what was it that I read by her? Yeah. Um, but she's, she's a really good writer. And she's very down to earth. And she's very, like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. She's a cool person. You should read yeah. her. That's what I'm trying well, to say. Well, and also, I like that she got famous. It was totally by accident because... Right. Like, she was just doing... She just kind of made up this project to simplify her life and just kind of do it as an experiment. And it just blew up. And she was just like, oh, whoops. <laughs> 
Yes, yes. I, I think sometimes those are the best people because they never had the intention or the goal to be. So they, you know, they just have a different personality type because right, exactly. Famous. Yeah, I think the book that I read by her was Simple Ways to Be More with Less. Okay, so uh, okay. yeah, so she's written other things besides that, but yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, I love the fact that I, I know so many people who've done the project three three three. Um, so that's really cool. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll hop into my quotes. I just have two real quick. Uh, yes. Well, and I didn't write down who actually sent them, but, uh, <laughs> I just, these are quotes I, from the documentaries. Exactly. The first documentary specifically, cause they're in right. pink. So that's the first documentary. Blue is the second documentary. Um, so one's, anyway. a, one's a girl and one's a boy. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no, I just, um, so I so I get tired of writing in the traditional black and like navy blue. Um, and so I have five pins and I don't like writing in red. I feel like red is a little jarring. Probably well, red, from. Because it makes you yeah. want like you've graded. This is the yeah. grading. That's red pin of death. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No. Absolutely. So of the other two colors I have is like a uh, bright. It's a, not really a bright pink, but it is kind of a bright pink. And then the it's a bright blue. Um, so those are my just like. <laughs> I don't know. Non-works. Stop judging me. I'm not <laughs> judging you. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. So um, anyway, one of the comments was, uh, you can never get enough of what you don't really want. Ooh. And I, I was like, whoa. You know, like, yeah, like that's <clears throat> because... Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the people just buying stuff. Their their theory of people just buying stuff to fill a void and stuff like that. And so it's like, right. yeah, like, and just as a generic example, you know, like, uh, oh, I'm going to buy a better car. Oh, I got a raise, so I'm going to go buy another car or whatever. Right, or, right. You know, these people that do get the designer purses and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you're never going to be happy because that's not, I mean, it goes back to the void thing, but that's not like... People, like, a lot of times people buy just, like, retail therapy. Like, you're literally right, just buying right. stuff for the dopamine hit, you know? And it's like, yeah. it's, I don't know. I just love that. And then the other one was, when you can do anything you want, it leads to doing everything you want, which causes us oh. to sacrifice those skills and experience. And I can totally see that because, you know, mm. it's kind of like if you're if you're good at everything – Right. Then, or, you know, then you're not great at anything. Right. And right. it's the same idea. So now, like, we have, like, so much, like, access to stuff, or even, like, if you do, like, just, uh, I mean, I guess a little bit of the financial freedom, but so I don't know right. how that relates to minimalism because of this is activities, not necessarily stuff. But um, th- this is the guy that uh, I know, I don't remember his name, but he was the author of the book Enough. Okay, yes. Yeah. And so I think that probably makes sense because he probably speaks to more than just stuff. He's probably right. like, you know, your, your life is enough or whatever. Right. But I just really love that. Like, yes, if you if you do everything you want, then, you know, that you'll sacrifice. You'll have some sacrifice. So you kind of need to, like, prioritize what you want. Right. Like, yeah. what what is the most important thing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So I liked that. So other than that, I don't know. Did you have any quotes to share or anything? No, I didn't have any quotes. Um, the only thing um, that I was going to say kind of just as a like a tie up of all of this was that this was a nice refresher that like there are these people in the world that I needed to like maybe follow up with. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of revisit. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Like I it has been a long time since I have 
read blogs as part <laughs> of my regular routine at all. Yeah. Society's kind of moved away from it because it's now it podcasts, has. you know? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, you know, I really liked these blogs. And they're still out there. Leo's still producing stuff. Josh yeah. is still... Re- and I was like, I should get back to this. Like, I should yeah. start reading these things because they made me really happy and they made me think about stuff. And like, you know, so I was like, okay, I should get back into this. And then like, you know... Yes, I feel like I live pretty intentionally. I don't feel like I overdo my consumption of stuff. But that being said, I still have a lot of stuff. And it mm-hmm. it would not be the worst thing for me to like implement some of this. Maybe I should try a Project 333. Maybe I should try one of the challenges that they said in the uh, lessons now is like this idea of taking maybe a month and then, like, the first day you get what a, rid of one thing. And then the second day you get oh, rid yeah. of two things. And then you keep that up until you get to the end of the month. And then, like, you know, I guess either you start I don't know <laughs> yeah. what you do at that point. But Well, that's true. Yeah, it's called the le- – that's actually the less is – like, they have they, – which I thought was funny because they often bash social media. But they right. have a hashtag for it called less is now right. challenge. And I um, – so I did look it up. And, there, yeah, there's some people doing it. Um, right. Yeah. So it's like, that could be fun to do, like, especially because I know I need to get rid of stuff. Um, so yeah. maybe these are things that I'll implement in in the upcoming year. Yeah. <laughs> as yeah. Part, as part of my explorer uh, thought yeah. of the world. So I would definitely like to try the Project 333. I had kind of played around with uh, wardrobe capsules, um, which is right. kind of a similar idea. Yes. Um, I try. I had kind of thought about that a little bit, but never actually pulled the trigger on it. And, um, but and I did look into it a little bit. And so it is thirty three things, and those things include shoes, accessories, jackets, and clothing. Um, but what it does not include is uh, underwear. So obviously, like right. bras or underwear, which I think I'm glad because it, then women would be at a disadvantage because they would have an extra piece of garment that they would right, have to you exactly. Know? Um, but anyway, so socks, underwear, bras, those don't count. Uh, right. Sleep clothes don't count. And workout clothes doesn't count, which I thought was interesting. I know. Um, I thought that, too. I looked into that yeah. as well. And I was like, I don't know how hard this is going to be for me then. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, well, that's like half my wardrobe there. Okay, fine. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to really have to try so hard. <laughs> right, yeah. I think her point is more, I think it does evolve or revolve more around clothes that you wear out in public because that's when you're going right. to stand in your closet and be like what am I going to wear today I don't know I don't feel like wearing this shirt you know where right. like when you're if you're going to the gym you may still sit there and do that but at least you're probably not under a time crunch so it probably doesn't matter you know or whatever right right like or if you're putting on your sleep clothes then you're not stressed out about it you know so I guess that's her theology around it but um right. yeah so I would definitely be willing to try that um yeah yeah there, I've got two funny comments I wanted to talk about. Okay. Um, one, in the first uh, documentary, when they're driving around on their tour, yeah. uh, they're using one of those tape to CD adapters. <laughs> I thought, I was like, oh my gosh, I have not seen one of those in probably uh, oh 20 years. I know. I mean, it was really funny because I'm... 2000s? No. Before, like, so when I when I still had my Sentra, which mm-hmm. I oh right got rid of in 2010, I think. You guys um, were at the Blue House when you got rid of it. 
Maybe 2011 then. Yeah. Okay. But whatever, I got rid of it. It was like, um, I still have one. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> because there was no, I mean, it was, I got it in 99. So yeah. like there was, it had no Bluetooth capability at all. There was nothing like, so it was like, no. I, okay, well, if I want to listen to, and I had, I had one of those things that, um, it would do a CD, but it would also do a, uh, like your MP3. Oh so yeah. So you could plug it into like your phone or whatever, and you could, yeah. still, you could play your phone over the, uh, <laughs> the speakers. <laughs> yeah. You could have put in an aftermarket because I had a, a 95 Ford Escort. Uh, that was my first car. And yes. um, so, you know, you, that was when you know, everybody put in the aftermarket CD players and you could take the face off because obviously stealing CD players was a big thing back in the day. Right, um, right. And so they had the detachable faces that you would have to carry around with you. Like if you went into the mall, you would have to take the face of your CD player. <laughs> could you imagine telling your kids that now? Right, like, I know. Once yeah. back back in the day, we had to take the face of our stereos into the mall. Number one, they'd be like, "What?" And then they'd be like, "What's a mall?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my god, they'd have so many questions. <sighs> exactly. And we had to carry around like these big encyclopedia uh, sized <laughs> books of CDs, and you just had to hide them under your seat, afraid somebody would steal those too. Right, because uh, somebody really wants to have my copy of Nine Inch Nails: A Downward Spiral. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So um, the other thing was in the second documentary, uh, when he, when Josh is demonstrating the uh, less is now, well, they don't call it the less is now challenge, but basically what he did was, you know, get rid of, but in his version, he did only get rid of one thing per day. Now at the end, they change it to one thing on day one, uh, two things on day two, three things on day three. But anyway, that's not, but, but, um, (laughs) As he's, like, demonstrating, like, going through a junk drawer and pulling things out and blah, blah, blah. He pulls out the tape to get rid of it. And I was like, <laughs> what? Like, why? Like, I realized that this was just for show. But right, what? Like, why? Like, that's just wasteful. Like, you know, like, you, in my opinion, tape is a necessity. You tape, yeah. At <laughs> yeah, like, that's. In your life, it may be, like, five Christmases from now, but eventually. That's right. Yeah, I'm gonna use that tape. I'm like, that's like that's like throwing away your hammer. And you're like, oh, I don't have a picture to hang up right now, so I'm gonna I throw away I'll this. I guess I'll get hammer. rid of it. Yeah, yeah. don't uh, throw away your tape. You no, need your tape. that was yeah, that was just crazy to me. I couldn't I couldn't get past that, but <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So I think that's about it. I was also going to talk about the uh, potential of us doing Project Three Two Three and the Less Is Now Challenge. I don't know if I can commit to the Less Is Now Challenge. I don't if I could have that many because that's a lot of things maybe I could do one a day although I do need to get rid of things and if I cleaned out like the kitchen cabinets I could probably have a bunch of stuff you know like um especially we have uh wine glasses for eight well seven seven people and um you know it used to to be eight people before (laughs) yep um but we don't need a setting for seven people we need four at the most you know like right so i could definitely probably get rid of some stuff like that i don't know we'll 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 talk about that one but anyway that is all of my notes so you know it just took two hours but we made it through (laughs) in two hours you managed to talk about two documentaries it's fine (laughs) yeah about minimalism (laughs) that's what cracks me up we had a very minimalistic approach talking about minimalism it's fine right right it's fine 
<laughs> well, Stacy. Yep. I love you. I love you too. Uh, and I will talk to you next week. <laughs> Okie dokie. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. A Hoots Media Production. Hoot, 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 ho